When wine is on trial, the gossip is dishy. The judges are drunk. The verdicts are random. This is True Crimes Against Wine. Velociraptors, they're very good at doing buttonholes, and they have very nimble fingers. I would wear designs by Velociraptor. This is True Crimes Against Wine. This is Topher. Hi, I'm Topher. This is Rachel. Hi. Uh, Rachel is a an expert wine drinker. Yes, she that's does not true. discriminate, which I think nope. is a lovely quality to have in a person. <laughs> that's true. And Topher is our wine expert. So, what is this show all about for people who are new? Okay, so those of you who are tuning in for the first time might be pondering, what is true crimes against wine? Mm-hmm. Well, as you can probably assume, it is a show all about drinking wine. However. It's not just about drinking wine, is it? There's a twist. There is a twist. So the twist is we are drinking wines made by celebrities. That's very true. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be super fun. Um, We're going to kick off each episode with me uh, pouring the wine. We're going to cheers each other. Yeah. We're going to talk briefly about uh, where the wine is from and kind of what you might expect from it. Taste them a little bit. And Mm -hmm. then Rachel's going to reveal who the celebrity is. Yes. This is helping us review all of the evidence so that at the end, we can deliver our verdict. Yes. Fair and impartial, of course. Totally not a rigged jury whatsoever. Um, yeah. All right. Well, let's get started. Let's Here's get our wine. It. Let's uncork it. I'm so excited. Me too. All right. So here we go. I love that sound. Mm-hmm. It's such a happy sound. Don't you get excited the first time you hear that? I get excited seeing my glass get full. (laughs) (laughs) That makes me happy. All right, I'm going to put that guy down there. Okay. All right, cheers. Cheers, girl. All right, so just a really quick overview. Um, Mm -hmm. I do know um, that this wine is from Monterey County. You did reveal that to me. Yes. Monterey County is actually located about two hours or 140 miles south of San Francisco. Okay. On Monterey Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, to put that in perspective, it's also about two and a half hours south of Napa Valley. Okay. Um, it's much smaller in terms of its um, notoriety for wine production, mm-hmm. um, but a lot of people consider it kind of an up and comer. So not as famous as Napa and Sonoma, but producing some really great things that people really enjoy. Okay. Um, and what kind of wine is this? So this is going to be a rosé blend. Um, so the predominant grape in this is actually um, Syrah, okay. followed by some Grenache. Mm-hmm. And then we also have um, a small amount of Pinot Noir, which I think is a really interesting blend. Um, typically, obviously, you're going to have lots of really big, rich notes from mm-hmm. the Syrah and the Grenache. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Pinot Noir is interesting because it, depending on where in the county they're getting it from, it's most likely meant to add a little bit more crispness and acidity to kind of cut through all that lushness so that you're not just getting like a fruit bomb. Okay. So that's what I would expect from it at least. Okay. Okay. So not super fruity. Are you getting that? Yeah. It's got a nice tartness to it. It is tart. In terms of the the fruit content. Mm -hmm. And it really does kind of like coat my tongue with that like kind of lush acidity. That's Mm -hmm. really nice. I feel like 
it's giving me enough acid that every sip I take feels a little bit like it's the first sip, which is okay. a fun kind of surprising quality to have in. Okay. Wine. So it doesn't get boring. Not yet. Okay. I mean, I'm only a few sips in. Well, <laughs> we're going to go through the whole bottle, so we'll find out All right. how uh, enamored we are by then. <laughs> Talk to me before you reveal the celebrity. Tell me kind of what you're tasting in the wine. Are you getting anything, any one note in particular that's jumping out? Um... You always put me on the spot like this. And you're like, not allowed to say grapes. I always feel like an idiot. <laughs> okay. If not, that's fine. A lot of times, too, this is a fun note for y'all at home. Um, when you first open up a white wine or a rosé and it's super chilled like this, mm-hmm. it can be kind of hard to pick up on some of the nuances of it. Okay. As it begins to warm, your palate will be able to recognize things a little okay. bit more clearly. So this is definitely going to kind of evolve. As All right. Because right now I'm just getting the tartness. It's not mm-hmm. overly sweet, which I appreciate because some rosés are just so sugary. Yeah. But this one isn't. So it's very nice. I really like it's it so far. Super, super dry, kind of mouth puckering. Gives mm-hmm. me like a little bit of almost like red raspberry or even like tart strawberry. Mm. Like an unripe strawberry. Okay. Which is, I like that anyway. Mm-hmm. I think on a scorcher like today it's nice to have something really yeah and it's nice that chilled rosé who made this okay well this wine let me pull it out so you can see it it's made by francis ford coppola and oh, sophia named after his daughter yes his only daughter so i've actually seen this wine several times in stores but i've just never actually purchase it for myself it's it's a really lovely wine it has a typical rosé color to it mm-hmm. it's very light. kind of pale yeah it's like the, you know the kind of the pale rose gold kind of color the label is grapes <laughs> <laughs> the label is grapes it's like a grape wreath. to be expected <laughs> suppose you, from a you wine. kind of weird if it was like lingonberries yeah know? that'd be kind of an odd thing if you're like oh, what's watermelon doing on the oh, label watermelon wine yes 2018 Monterey County, okay. as you said. Great. And I'll let you, I'll let you examine the bottle. Get a little. This bit. is okay, first of all. I just have to comment on mm-hmm. the shape of the bottle. This is a sexy bottle. It's a se- Is it a little weird though for a father to daughter kind of wine to be such a sexy bottle? Mm, I mean, maybe she's the one who chose it. Okay. Her, maybe. her bottle, her choice. Okay. <laughs> um, I like it. Like, I would actually keep this bottle and use it for like a vase or something. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty. Like, super it's a cheesy. pretty bottle it, it's kind of an old-fashioned kind of shape i would say mm-hmm. yeah it has like a nice kind of uh, yeah like you said old-fashioned kind of mm-hmm. classic but yeah so this is um francis ford coppola who's been in the wine business for a long time he, and he's actually really well respected yeah in the wine business as well um so i would i would expect that something that he made especially in honor of his daughter is going to have a, a good quality yeah it. so so far so good i think things are definitely on his side mm-hmm. so far mm-hmm. we'll continue to sip and uh do you want to know a little bit about I, yeah give me some stuff because i don't really know a whole lot about him okay well this might be fun for me putting you on the spot okay, later okay okay <laughs> so you can ask me what i taste and when i'm wrong you make me drink and then i'll ask you facts about him and then when you're wrong i'll make you drink okay fair enough. all right so what movies do you know from Francis Ford Coppola? I'm so bad at this. Okay, so I know he's a director and producer, right? Or yes. Was. Is he still alive? Yeah. Yes, he's alive. Okay, so that, now. that answers my question. <laughs> Before we get him. Because I always get him mixed up with, um, 
oh, who's that other dude that like directed It's a Wonderful Life, which was made in the 30s. So Frank obviously Capra? not, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, not the same person. No, because that Francis, we know of. Well, maybe Francis Ford Coppola was born in 1939, so either he oh. was a very precocious child infant director. <laughs> Or he is him. not the same as Frank Capra. I guess we'll never know. I, it's a mystery. <laughs> um, okay, so I know that his, his big movie. His big movie. It's a movie that dudes tend to really like. The Hateful Eight. No, that's Quentin Tarantino. Um. Okay. And that's one of the that... more obscure Quentin Tarantino movies too. <laughs> it's the first thing that popped in. <laughs> is it not a western? The Hateful, well, yeah, The Hateful Eight is kind of a Western, but... Okay, did he direct anything with um, Clint Eastwood? No, but he's had other big stars in his movie. I feel like I should start making you drink. <laughs> um, I'm going to get there. Uh, you will get there. Take a sip, though, while you okay. think. Okay. <laughs> of Mice and Men. No, that's a John Steinbeck novel, and I don't We're know who directed the around. film adaptation of it, but I... Was not it's of mice and men was actually written. Uh, it takes place in Salinas Valley, which is part of Monterey County. Oh, is so that I was really? kind of hoping that maybe he had directed a movie version of that because then that'd be kind of like can tie nice it all together. Yeah. Okay, no, but he did use the proceeds from his first really big film to buy Splash. <laughs> no, all right, um, I'm gonna give you a hint Marlon Brando's in it, mm. Al Pacino. Oh, Diane Keaton, um, James Caan. Um, the Godfather. Yes, The Godfather. Did he also direct the sequels? He sure did. Wow. Yeah. I've actually never seen The Godfather. You haven't seen The Is Godfather? That terrible? Well. I've seen um, You've Got Mail and they talk about The Godfather a lot. That's that. pretty much the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> the Meg Ryan Tom Hanks movie is pretty much the same. And Tom Hanks Godfather. was in Splash. So you can see where I'd be. Okay, I, I see how it all connects. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I lost my notes. Yeah, so he, he directed The Godfather amongst a lot of other films. Mm -hmm. And because that was such a huge commercial success, that led him to buy his first um, vineyard in 1975. Oh, really? It was from the proceeds from that movie? Yes. From his very first movie? Well, it wasn't his first movie. His first big. His, like, break. yeah, his first, like, huge commercial okay. success. And let's see, you said he was born in 1939. So in 1971, yeah. he would have been 32. Is that right? Yeah. That Is seems that how right. math works? I think so. Sounds all right. We got two English majors sitting on this couch. We are think, not. So. If you are listening for math facts, you're in the wrong spot because we <laughs> will not have any of those. Although I think that maybe every now and then from now on, we should just slip a random, like, math fact in. <laughs> just, I agree with that. Because I, I like to reward people. Okay. Give them a little, like little bit of fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so that's actually really awesome that at 32, he had such a huge hit that then allowed him to also buy and start his own vineyard. And that's yes. also a really well-established vineyard. So yes. I think that it's interesting that he chose... Well, he's purchased a lot more, too, over the years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's interesting that he chose Monterey County ABA mm -hmm. for opening his first vineyard in 1971 because they didn't actually achieve ABA status until 1980. So well, he probably his, got a deal. His first vineyard was somewhere in Napa Valley. Okay. That makes so sense. I think he branched like out from, from there uh -huh. as time went on. But yeah, so that's, that's his biggest film. So yeah, he did do The Godfather, which you need to see. It's a good movie. It's not just for like straight white dudes. 
Um, it appeals to other people as well. Are, are you implying that I'm not a straight white dude? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I might be a little gay. Everybody's a little gay. Well, true. <laughs> um, okay. I know that his daughter directed Marie Antoinette. Yeah, so Sofia Coppola is his daughter, his only daughter. He has three children, but she's the only girl. She did direct Marie Antoinette. Do you know what else she directed? Didn't she direct Nine? No. The, I'm pretty sure she did direct Nine. Nope. No? Nope. Are you talking about the Daniel Day-Lewis musical movie? Yeah. No, she did not direct that. Wow. I don't know who did, but I know it's not Sophia. How do you know it's not her? Because I have all of this written you down. Can't even keep, Frank- you can't even keep Frank Capra and Francis Ford Coppola <laughs> straight. How am I supposed to trust your word on this? Yes. Okay. So have you have you seen Marie Antoinette? I have. And I, I know it has a very controversial movie as to whether or not it is stupid or really good. I actually really love it. I really like it too. I think it's a romping good time. It the is. The costuming's beautiful. Yes. And Kirsten Dunst is great. She's so good. Actually, the entire cast does a really good mm-hmm. job. And that's a period of history that I actually know quite a bit about. They hit the major historical things talking right. about her marriage and, and all of that mm-hmm. because her husband was not a very So in, in the film, do you remember who played her husband? I don't. Jason Schwartzman. Oh, that's right. Who is Sofia Coppola's first cousin. Really? Yeah. As is Nicolas Cage. Really? Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. You're so, living and learning every day. Okay, does that mean... Does that mean that Nicolas Cage and Jason Schwartzman are also first cousins, or are they, like, on opposite sides of the family? That I don't know. I haven't gone that in-depth into the couple of I need trees. I need family trees. I will I look it up. DNA tests. And we can get back to you all on that later. Um, that is really interesting, though. Yeah. Okay, so what was the other thing that she directed? Um, you've probably seen Lost in Translation. I've not. What? Topher. It was like the big movie of the early 2000s. Okay, you know Bill that I was Murray, basically living on a Scarlett compound Johnson. in the early 2000s and was only allowed to watch PBS. I forgot so. you were a cult. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> was the cult in Monterey, California? It would have been a lot more entertaining if it were. Honestly. Yeah, you would have stayed. It would have been a lot more fun. <laughs> yeah, so Lost in Translation is great. You need to watch that. Okay. Who, who did you say is in that? Bill Murray and Bill Scarlett Murray. Johansson. That's right. Why did I think that that was a, um, a Woody Allen movie? Uh, the age difference between the two leads? That's probably it. Yeah. <laughs> and Scarlett Johansson has been in other Woody She's Allen movies. She's been in movies. several Woody Allen Yeah, movies. that's not great. But, uh, She made it out alive. It's okay. Well, I don't know. I don't know her business. <laughs> But we'll speculate. We, we will speculate. So did you, okay, so, some other Sofia Coppola movies. Did you ever see The Virgin Suicides? Yes. She directed that. That was her. That was been really That was on. her debut. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. That it's was been a long time debut. since I saw that, but. Yeah, because that came out in 1999. Mm-hmm. So it's over 20 years ago now. And I always associate that movie with um, Girl Interrupted and White Oleander because I feel like. They all deal it's, with some similar issues, and they all came out around the same time. Yeah, they're like all a few years of each other. Yeah, and they're all based on books, mm-hmm. which I've read all the books. Not to brag, but I can read. Um, just you know, in case anybody was curious, I have that special skill. Thank you, I deserve it. Um, 
Yeah, it was kind of like a late 90s, early 2000s kind of vibe of like, hey, let's see what women might have going on inside, you know, their minds and hearts. Whether you're going to say inside their bodies. Well, I mean, that too. There's sex in all those movies. Uh, Oh, I was going a little bit more like dark, like... Isn't that what Criminal Minds and Law and Order SVU is all about? Oh, you're going into like serial killer. <laughs> like dissection. Like in vivisection. <laughs> or you could go for the fun route, like a colonoscopy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Colon health is very important and it's kind of underlooked. That's true. That's true. All right. So what are you getting now that we're kind of going through our first class? Now that I'm almost done with my first class and you have yet to drink anything. Well, because I did better in the knowledge contest. Oh, so well, I'll quiz you later. And that um, will fail. So it's still, I think, oh, um, overwhelmingly tart in terms of the flavors. Not like overwhelmed, like, oh my God, I'm overwhelmed with how tart it is. But that's the most. But it is, tart is, yeah, the dominant yeah. flavor that I'm getting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm getting a little bit more of the texture now that it's warming up. And it's got kind of a nice silkiness to it. Okay. That's that's kind of fun. So how do you determine texture though? Um, so it's for me, mm-hmm. it's based on how it literally feels on my tongue, how it kind of coats. So should my I tongue hold in my it mouth. in my mouth for a minute? You can. Or just chug it. I mean, that's that's entirely up to you. <laughs> Again, your bottle, your choice. That's um, right. Yeah, I like to hold mine for just a second, and that helps me get some of the flavors too. Okay. I'm getting a little more sweetness now. Like a free sweetness? I'm going to say yes. <laughs> That's great. I mean, it's not like chocolate or Sour Patch Kids or something, though. So. Mm, I actually disagree. I think this tastes like a strawberry Sour Patch Kid. Really? Yeah. You know what we should do? Freeze some Sour Patch Kids and drop them in the rosé and drink it like it. I, I might have done things like that in my pool before. I'm not going to lie. That sounds like a great time for everybody involved. Um, yeah, it's in getting more of those fruit notes. It, now, to me, it's like, or before, it, I mean, before I, like initial taste. I can't talk right now. Well, it's um, fine. Working its magic. Right? Uh, my initial taste was more of like a uh, lush raspberry and tart strawberry. And mm-hmm. now those two have kind of flipped. I'm getting more of the sweet strawberry up against the tart raspberry, if that makes sense. Okay. So the sweetness is starting to dominate a little bit more? It's it's just coming out to play a little bit. Oh, I wouldn't cool. say okay. I wouldn't say dominate. Okay. She's poking her head out. She's waving hello. Okay. Yeah. So but it's kind of, kind of behind the scenes, but now kind of stepping out uh, a little bit. Which which I personally, this is totally a matter of personal taste. I appreciate that in mm-hmm. a rosé. I mm-hmm. do like it to be more kind of tart, crisp up front. And then to be well balanced, it has to have a little bit of that lush fruit sweetness to it. But that okay. should always, in my opinion, for the wine that I like, should always be somewhere in the backseat. Like maybe even like the backseat of the minivan. Why are they in a minivan? Why not a limo? This is glamorous. We're about Hollywood royalty here. (laughs) Um, Because we're in Monterey County and we like to hang it loose here. Uh, Monterey (laughs) County is Big Sur. It is Carmel by the Sea. It is Big Little Lies. It is. Oh, it is Big Little Lies. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. That's not a limo kind of place. It's more of like a. They have a limo from time to time. Okay. They would have um, like a luxury SUV. Mm Mm-hmm. With third row seats. Yes. The third row seat is where this is important. I okay. need my sweetness to be in the third row. Okay. So this is in the Lexus or Mercedes 
They're like, okay, third row seat, pop up, there's a strawberry. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you ready for some more? I would love some All more, right. thanks. All right, let's, um, it's, it's hitting me already. Woo. Yeah, we definitely didn't do a shot of vodka before we started. No, we would never. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, cheers again. Cheers again. Do you remember what the grapes were in this? Shiraz, is that the thing? Uh, you're very close. Shiraz is the same I feel like grape, it's a but it's the Australian term. version okay. of the grape that this is, which is Syrah. Syrah. But they are the same thing. Okay, so I lose. I'll take it. No, no, that's that's a. I would still count that as a win. Okay, I get a reward. I take a sip. <laughs> All right. What else should I be remembering? Because I don't. There were three. So you got one. <laughs> um, which means for Pinot Noir. Pinot Noir, that okay. was that was the last one. All right, congrats yep. to me. And in the middle one's kind of hard. Um, grape. It starts with a G. It's a great grape. It's Grenache. <laughs> Grenache. Okay. Grenache. Is I a was great about grape. to say Grenache. I was so okay, close so I'm to saying. Take your time. I know. It I just really wanted to jump in there and make you feel dumb for a Thank second. Thank you. Appreciate it. Someone's not. Somebody else can read. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's mad that they're not rich enough to just have people read to them. Like <laughs> Sophia Coppola. Sophia Coppola. <clears throat> okay, so you want to know some more trivia? I do want to know more about, All right, about She's an enigma to me. About Sophia Coppola or about Francis Ford Coppola? Both. Okay. So, have you ever been to Disneyland or Disney World? I went to Disney World in Orlando once when I was like seven. Okay. As I opposed to the Disney World in Russia. Right. Or China. Right. Which would also be a possibility for you. You're jet setter, but. <laughs> Such a jet setter. At, even at when, seven. When they let me off the compound. Yes. <laughs> so did you ever see that film? I think, I don't know if this is an Epcot or where it was, but I do remember distinctly watching this as a child. The Captain EO film with Michael Jackson. And he's like some sort of space captain. No. But guess who directed it? Was that Francis Ford Coppola? Yes, as well? he did. How great! It's like a twenty-minute film, and it's bizarre. I only have weird, fragmented memories of this as a child. That happens to me a lot. Where, but he directed it. As I was <laughs> researching, I was like, "What the hell? That's bizarre. Why?" It's so nice when you have that moment of like affirmation that mm-hmm. you're not like making up a memory. Because mm-hmm. my parents never remember anything. Mm. And I'll talk to them sometimes and be like, hey, there was this movie when I was a kid and it was about like a cat that was on a spaceship and it was an alien cat. And then it turned into like, had all the nine lives going and then it got abducted again. My parents were like, that sounds like a fever dream. You were clearly drunk as a child. And then like recently, just randomly, somebody posted about it on Facebook and I was like, that's the name of it. Yes. Yes. And you're like, that was a real thing. It was like something like the nine lives of Thomasina or something like that. I don't. Is that actually a thing? It is. No, that's a real movie. <laughs> it was actually directed by Francis Ford Coppola. <laughs> no, it was and his daughter and Sophia. His daughter, yes, she was very young. They collaborated on this. Yeah, no, it was. It's a real movie, and it was from I want to say like the seventies or something. Hmm. But I saw it a couple of times on VHS as a kid. I think I might have checked it out from the library. 
You'll have to get back to me on that because yeah. I, now I really want to watch this weird alien cat it's, movie. It's kind of a weird trip. Uh, well, 70s sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, this one's very burpy too. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> Let it out. <laughs> the readers want to hear it all. The readers. <laughs> <laughs> this is being transcribed and it will be put into a newspaper later. We will be coming out with a Braille version too. Absolutely. We're inclusive. We are inclusive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No grape left behind. That's right. Okay. So, do you know any other films that Francis Ford Coppola directed? Godfather 2 and Godfather 3. Yes. And Godfather 4. No. The Godfathering. No. Although he tried to do a Magic Godfather. the Godfathering. Yes. Yes. Uh, he tried to do a Godfather 4? Yeah, but it just didn't work out because... I don't think you should go past number 3s in movies. Like, no, I, you shouldn't. And number 3 wasn't, wasn't good. Sorry. It wasn't. Who, Godfather was 2 it was really good. Was cast in all three of these? Or is it like a family saga situation? So, yes. It's a family saga following the Corleone family who come from Italy to New York. and they become, they become gangsters. And what time period is this set in? Um, like the 30s? A little bit later. Like the first Godfather is set after World War II. So okay. like late 40s, early 50s. Okay. And then Godfather Part 2 kind of actually goes back in time to follow the dad's Prequel. life. Yes. Gotcha. As like a child in Italy and then coming to the U.S. And then it also kind of parallels like his rise in the mafia to then his son who takes over for him like his rise. Mm-hmm. And Robert De Niro is in the second Godfather. That's right. So it's Al Pacino. Even though you haven't seen it. How are you like, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll tell you why. Okay. Back on the compound, my grandmother was an (laughs) I love Robert De Niro. She was an avid collector of uh, VHS. I thought you were going to say figurines. No, she And I just love a little Robert De Niro figurine. She probably had like 160 to 200 movies on VHS. Mm -hmm. And so I wasn't allowed to watch the majority of them. I had like a special bookshelf. You watched your weird yes. cat alien fever dream movie. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would go and look at all the covers and read the backs of them. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm also an avid reader. Thank oh. you. Oh, someone's showing off now. And I remember being very confused as a child that Robert De Niro and Al Pacino were not the same person. You thought they were the same. I did. Because I think that I had seen, like, snippets of a movie that my grandparents had been watching. And, like, whatever. Like, maybe it was an older Al Pacino and a slightly younger Robert De Niro or vice versa. Mm-hmm. But they looked so similar to me. Well, they're both Italian. I'm not a so racist, Rachel. I You said it. I did not bring up the word, but you did. But, yeah, the Godf- you should watch The Godfather Part 1 and then Godfather Part 2. Okay. Actually, interesting bit of trivia. The Godfather Part 2 was the first film to actually use Part 2 in the title. Really? Uh-huh. Yep. Interesting. Mm-hmm. What year did that come out? Do you know? 70-something. 70-something? 70-something. Presumably after 1971? Yes. So after the first one, the second one came out. I okay. know that for sure. Okay. I'm pretty confident. With I was that. just wondering because, like, it's it's that it's just an interesting piece of trivia, and then you think about like that's around the same time that mm-hmm. Star Wars was coming out, like a little before. Well, but. yeah. So Francis Ford Coppola was friends with like Steven Spielberg and um, George Lucas and Brian De Palma, and like all these people who were kind of like the new wave of Hollywood in like the late sixties and seventies. 
So they all kind of like rose up in the same time period. Can you imagine it's 1971, the Godfather's just come out and it is a runaway success and being invited to a party at Francis Ford Coppola's house with Steven Spielberg and all of these other like hotshot directors. Mm -hmm. That must have been crazy. That would be really insane because everybody was just starting at that time, but now they're so monumental. Yeah. But it's hard to imagine them as being kind of like normal people or people just kind of starting out. I feel like there would still be a lot of hookers and a lot of coke going on. Not for Francis Ford Coppola. He's been married to his wife since 1963. Are you objecting to the hookers or the coke? The hookers. Okay. He could have done as much coke as he wants. <laughs> don't cheat on your wife. With that them. is really nice when you hear yeah. about major people in Hollywood that have been with their wife for so long. Yeah. Especially when it's their first marriage. Mm-hmm. Like um, Tom Hanks and is Rita Wilson. He was married before. I'm sorry. Right? Tover, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to do this to you. I just, I feel like everything is crashing around me right now. Frank Capra is not Francis Ford Coppola. <laughs> Rita Wilson was not the original Mrs. Hanks. I'm sorry to break was your heart. Was his first wife Daryl Hannah? <laughs> no, but now I really wish it was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who Tom Hanks' first wife was, but his older son, Colin, and I believe his daughter, Elizabeth, were from his That's first marriage. right. I do remember yeah. now that Colin Hanks is from a different marriage. Thing, yeah. Because he has, like two or three other kids. And yeah, and most we don't of them talk about Rita. the one son who's kind of lame. What? Chet. His name is Chet? Yes. Tom, what were you thinking? Well, that's Tom and Rita's call on that. He is a fuck-up, and we I will show you some celebrity gossip later. Really? <laughs> yes. Okay. But yeah, so Francis Ford Coppola and his wife have been married since 1963. They have three kids together. What and do we, the other ones do? Are they well, involved in those Yes, they are. They are involved in film. His one son died in a, like a speedboating accident. It was really tragic. Oh, no. Yeah. With Natalie Wood? No, that was not a speedboat. That was on a yacht. Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, not involved in Natalie Wood's untimely death. This is a very Slash maybe story. murder. It's so convoluted. You're bringing in the convoluted you're reading Daryl Hannah, Tom Hanks, Natalie Wood. I don't like how combative you're being right now. <laughs> hey, that's the rosé, not me. <laughs> Blame it on the rosé. No, um, but his, his one son died tragically very, very young, but then his other son, Roman, and his daughter, Sophia, are both involved in the film industry. Sophia Coppola was born in 1971. Have you seen a picture of her? She looks great. She does look great. She's in my head, she's 50. In my she head, she's always like 30. Yeah, in my yeah. mind too. And then um, I looked and I was like, oh my God, you look better than I do. But you know what? I bet that even though she says, oh, you know what? If she was born in 1971, she might have been conceived on the... Uh, the heels of like the celebration of this movie or some shit. Well, actually, her first acting credit is in The Godfather. Really? Where she plays the infant of the gangster Michael Corleone, who's and he's like getting his child uh-huh. baptized. And there's like a it's like mixed in with a bunch of like killings and then like him saying, I renounce Satan and like the priest putting water on the baby and she's the baby. Wow. Yeah, her well, first she acting very role. Young. She did, but she's not known for her acting because she's in The Godfather Part Three. And she was heavily criticized for her role. I mean, that's 
just because your family's in the film business doesn't mean that you necessarily have the props to be an actor, but she's She's a brilliant director. She's a great director. And she does some really good, from what I understand, she does some really good writing, too. I I don't know I think she's got some writing writing credits. I I could be mistaken on that. that. I've been mistaken a lot. Okay, she has directed some commercials. Commercials? Yes. Okay. All right, so I'm going to quiz you. Okay. Oh, God. Expert testimony time. All right. True or false? She directed some commercials for The Gap in 2014. In 2014? I'm going to say true. Mm-hmm. You're right. Take a drink. Woohoo. Okay. <laughs> All right. True or false? She directed a perfume commercial for Chanel in 2008. Um, I'm going to say true based solely on the fact that I, I want that to be true. No, it's false. So take a drink. It was actually for Dior. I was going to say that. I was like, you're you know, about she's, to hit me. I was about to hit you. I'm so sorry. You can hit me. It's okay. I was it's about consensual. to say, although I would much rather her direct for Dior because. Which she did. Yes. That's real life. And I, you know what? That aesthetic fits better anyway. Yes. I think. Well, she was. Let me check my notes. <clears throat> she was the, um, or she did intern at Chanel. Sorry. When she was just 15 years old. I feel like that was like Hollywood nepotism insider connections. Oh, probably. But I mean. But she's interested in fashion. Yeah. Well, she, she's always very well dressed. She's very chic. She person. is. And that comes across in her films, too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. So final trivia question. Okay. All right. True or false? She has a brand of clothing that is only sold in Japan. See, I feel like it got burned in the last question because mm. it was like a half truth. So, like, what if it's only sold in Japan and Guam, or what if it's only sold in Germany? Guam is a hotspot for fashion, so you don't know. You have to make a choice. I'm gonna say true. It is true. Congrats. Do you know the name of her brand? Take a guess. Tamagotchi. Yes. <laughs> Sofia Coppola created Tamagotchis that you can now wear only I would. in Japan. It's called Milkwood. Oh, I don't like that. No? No. What would you call it besides Tamagotchi? <laughs> um, let's see. I would call it, I mean, she. Need, I feel like she needs to be a little bit self-referential, but I, I also don't really like it when people name their brands after themselves. <clears throat> like the name of the wine we're drinking? No, this was named after someone he loved. That's okay, different. that's different. And, and with wine, it's it's one thing. With fashion, that's when it kind of is weird to me. Okay, well, what about all the designers who name their brands if after themselves? Like Dior, Chanel? If you're a classic fashion house like Dior, Chanel, Dolce & Gabbana, Versace, all of that. Target. <laughs> Target. Um then I feel like that's one thing. But then if you're a young up and coming designer, it feels pretentious. Like you have not yet earned. Now I don't mind when you have like blah, 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 bye. See, I don't, I don't like the blah, 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 bye. To me, that's just too wordy and you're full of nonsense. Okay. So that's where I stand. Well, then I guess we have not resolved this issue. Well, what would you call Sophia Coppola's Fashion design in Japan. And I can't say Tamagotchi. No. I would call it Velociraptor. That's fair. I would wear designs by Velociraptor. <laughs> um, Velociraptors, they're very good at doing buttonholes. 
um, and they have very nimble fingers. Mm, as we saw in Jurassic Park, yes. they can open doors. Mm-hmm. They can. And I feel like that's, that's the first sign that you might be a good tailor. When if a dinosaur can open a door? If you can't open a door, I don't want you designing my clothes. Okay. Like, that's all I'm did saying. Did you know that Francis Ford Coppola directed Jurassic Park? He did not. No, he didn't. That's that was his best friend, Steven Spielberg. It was. I know that one. That's oh, my favorite okay, movie. okay, I'll drink. <laughs> you can't fool me on that, Rachel. Oh, but guess some other famous films that he directed. Francis Ford Coppola? Mm-hmm. I can give you some actors to kind of help you. That would, that would be helpful. Okay, so a film from the 1980s starring... A lot of Brat Pack members, actually, and Tom Cruise in one of his first big roles. Tom Cruise in one of his first big roles. Mm-hmm. All the right moves. No. That was one of his first big roles. Risky Business. No. Top Gun. No. Wait, I'm going to It's get based there. on a young adult novel. Um, oh, what is it? Is it the one about the teenage vampires? The Lost Boys? No. That's with Kiefer Sutherland and the two Corys. <laughs> the two Corys. Yes, it's true. I'm right. <laughs> okay, I have gotten s- just in this one question. I've had so many wrong answers. I'm going to need another. Okay, I'll fill you glass up. of wine because I'm almost out. All right. Do you want to know? Yeah. It's the Outsiders. Is that not the same as the Lost Boys? No, the Lost Boys is so about the out- vampires. The Outsiders is not about vampires. No. Well, it's been a while since I read it, but no, I'm going to, I'm pretty confident with saying no on that one. Now, would it surprise you to know that I've not seen either of these movies? What? Or read either book. What? Clearly, I've not even read the back of the VHS in my grandmother's VHS collection. So The Outsiders is a classic young adult novel about... Um, the 1950s clash of teenage cultures between the greasers who are like the cool rebels. Yes, exactly. But without music and more more sadness. And the socias who are like the sociable popular kids. Socias? Mm -hmm. Oh, they could have found a better... Have you ever heard of somebody call somebody else Pony Boy? Yeah. That comes from the outsiders. I got called Pony Boy back when I was in my early 20s. I had... Were you dressed as a pony? <laughs> because that would be a fair. A latex pony. Um, I had longer hair and mm-hmm. it was slicked back, but like in the back, there was this like weird natural curl thing where it would like flip out. So you were dressed as a greaser without knowing it? Without knowing it. Did you also roll your sleeves up with a cigarette pack on one No, arm? I didn't smoke then. Mm. Missed opportunity. Missed. I mean, you could have been a greaser. I could have been. whole time. If you I could have been be, the outsiders. But if I were going to be a greaser, I would be like um, Olivia Newton-John at the end of Greece, where she like makes herself over to fit in and please a man. Well, that's how a woman should act, of course. Well, obviously. There we go. <laughs> and he directed that. You should watch The Outsiders. Okay. It's a little sad. But, you know, it touches on important themes of coming of age. And there's a young Tom Cruise in it. Here's a trivia question for you. Speaking of Tom Cruise. Oh, okay. What is one of Brad Pitt's earliest speaking roles? Well, he was in Thelma and Louise. Yes. Yeah. He was also in a Pringles commercial. Why do you know so much about commercials? It's my job. (laughs) I'm going to introduce you next time as our commercial guru. Um, I don't know what's wrong with my brain. 
where some things stick so very clearly. And then there are other things where I'm like, yeah, I don't have any recollection of that whatsoever. I just don't even know how you find these things because like IMDb doesn't list who directed, like they don't list commercials as part of like a director. We're not looking at the right places, friend. Clearly I'm not. Is there a separate, is there Wikipedia? A... Oh, okay, fair. <laughs> There's little website called the Wikipedia. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. So let me see some other big movies that. Oh, a huge movie about the Vietnam War. Good Morning Vietnam. No, that's with Robin Williams, and I don't know who directed that. Shawshank it's not Redemption. Not about Vietnam whatsoever. That is with Tim Robbins. Okay, but Saving Private Ryan is World War II. Yes, not. Why do you always go back to Tom Hanks? Is he in that? In Saving Private Ryan? I have not seen any of these movies. <laughs> Why are we talking about Clueless and Gossip Girl right now? I'm so confused. Oh my God. On a Did side he direct note. Clueless? Yes. No, that was Amy Heckerling, I want to say. Okay, yeah. No, the, um, the Dior commercial that Sophia yes. Coppola directed yes. debuted... During a commercial break for Gossip Girl, by the way. Oh, well, that makes sense. That, it's a very fashion forward. In 2008? Yes. Mm. Okay. But no. Okay. So, Francis Ford Coppola. Okay. Vietnam uh, movie. It's a bummer. It's not a happy one. Armageddon now. You are so close. The second word is right. First word wrong, but same Apocalypse word. now. Yes. You did it. Congrats. Yay. I got there. Do you know who's in it? Willem Dafoe. No, Willem Dafoe. Oh, God, what Vietnam movie is Willem Dafoe in? It's with Charlie Sheen, Willem Dafoe. It's directed by Oliver Stone. What's the, the name? The Family Stone. Yes. <laughs> with Sarah Jessica Parker. I have seen that movie. <laughs> no. Oh, man, I don't remember the name of that one. It'll come to me when okay, it's Okay, well, over. who is in Apocalypse Now? Okay, so Marlon Brando was also in. So Apocalypse Now was a was an adaptation of Joseph Conrad's Heart of Darkness. Mm. But it's set in Vietnam mm -hmm. rather than the Congo. So it was... That's interesting. Yeah. That's a, that's, a, that's a fresh take. It is a fresh take. And Apocalypse, that happened 50 years ago. Yeah. Apocalypse Now, yeah, it's a bummer of a movie. It's not like a popcorn... <laughs> Let's have fun and watch a movie. But it is a good movie. I don't like that. If I want to cry, I'm going to watch Sense and Sensibility. You know what I'm saying? It is not the same kind of crying. It's more crying for like, oh God, what has humanity done? Uh, you don't feel that when the Dashwoods are not able to inherit their family home? No. You need to think about your priorities. I guess I have to think. You call about yourself a feminist. About the relationship. Between Jane Austen and Francis Ford Coppola's Vietnam movies a little bit better. <laughs> Martin Sheen is in it. Apocalypse Now. He had a heart attack famously on the set. Really? Oh, he, he would have been young when that happens, too. He was when did, when did this movie come out? Oh, gosh. Like was, the mid to late 70s, right? It was late 70s. So not too long after the Vietnam War had wrapped up. And Marlon, is, Marlon Brando was in it, too. He played the crazy colonel. Mm. Colonel Kurtz, I think. I'm going to say that's right. Colonel Klutz? Yes. <laughs> He's always tripping over his feet. What an <laughs> idiot. <laughs> Maybe you could have won the war. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's a good movie. It's, it is a bummer. It's not a happy one. I'm not super into war movies, to be completely honest with you. They mm -hmm. just don't really grab me, and they are needlessly depressing. Well, not needlessly. They're depressing 
inherently, I guess is the word I'm Because war is shitty. Because war is really, really shitty and sucks and should not be happening. But having said that, the one more movie that I really do love is called Joya Noel. Merry Christmas? Yes. So it is... It's about World War One and is, the French troops and the German yes, troops coming together over trenches to be friends. It's based on a real story. Yes, it's I haven't so, seen it though. It's oh good. my god, it's so good. Um, so what's your name? Diane Kruger, isn't it? From um, Indi- not, not Diane from Independence Day. From, not from Independence Day. From um, that was we're going to steal national treasure. We're yes. going to steal the Declaration of Independence. Okay, that's where you're going. Um, yeah. And um, Nicholas Cage. And the nephew of Francis Ford Coppola. So basically, it all ties together. Every movie has been directed by either Sophia or Francis Ford. That's true. No, but I need to watch that one. It's really, really good. Um, she plays an opera singer, a German opera singer, mm-hmm. whose opera singer husband is in the German army, mm-hmm. and it's just—it's a very poignant. Like, it's tragic, obviously, but it also gives you that like little glimpse of like, hey soldiers from all sides mm-hmm. are members of humanity and they can show their humanity and their inherent goodness. But then did they go back to killing each other after Christmas is over? So after Christmas is over, they, the truce technically, one's a bummer. the truce ends, but they kind of go their separate ways. Okay. And then a bunch of the soldiers had written to their wives and loved ones at home. And, you know, because of like anti-propaganda stuff, they're mm-hmm. going through and like, reading everyone's mail. And so all three governments, mm. uh, the French, the uh, English, or Scottish, and um, the German mm-hmm. governments all found out. And so they like basically dishonorably discharged mm. everyone that was in those those that battalions. Mm-hmm. No, that's great because it's World War One, and they got to go home and see their families. Oh, so they're like, bye. Yeah. We're fine. And they're like, uh. Yeah, so they didn't okay. have to go and like kill these people that they made friends with. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, so. I thought it was more like, Fuck you, because you saw humanity in the enemy. I mean, that's what it was. But it was but like. But it turned out to be a good thing. But go home, and they're like, mm, yeah. oh, I'm None so sorry. Were, I'll go home to my wife and family and live my life peacefully. Yeah, these were all people who'd been like called up to serve. They weren't like mm. career soldiers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. It's a very, it's a great uplifting movie, and it takes place over Christmas, so I tend to watch it. It's your classic Christmas film. I have a whole along with Francis Ford Coppola's "It's a Wonderful Life." Yes, his version (laughs) is phenomenal, and I think Sophia was actually really good as Mary in that. She, you know what? You are so right because she she played. I'm drunk. Sorry, Mary Corleone in the Third Godfather, and she was panned for that. Well, she needed redemption, so she needed to. to So then she started in "It's a Wonderful Life." Alongside Jimmy Stewart. Mm-hmm. It's true. This is all real. <laughs> None of this is made up. All right, let me see what else uh, that you might know. Ooh, this is a fun one. It sounds like it's going to be for you. I think you might have seen this one. Okay, 1990s movie, Winona Ryder. Oh. Keanu Reeves, Gary Oldman. Oh. Oh, that's right. Um, the the Dracula. Yes, yes. from Stoker's from Dracula. Dracula, which is okay. So I just Dracula, which is not right. It's so spectacular. It's Dracula. Um, what is like that's such a Scooby Doo adjective to have. Dracula. Like, totally Dracula. Um, Can that so, be my new favorite adjective? <laughs> yes. From now on, we're gonna rate our wives on how Dracula or not Dracula they are. Perfect. Um. 
Yeah, my fiance had not seen that movie ever. Mm-hmm. And I'd only seen it once several years ago. And so we watched it actually just a couple of months ago. And it's insane. Okay, full disclosure. Yes. The first time I watched it was the first time I'd ever eaten part of a pot brownie. I, I ate too much of it. You're a draggy. And so, not after that experience. Um, and so, like, it It wasn't my, Dracula. It was not Dracula. It was very decidedly undracular. Um, it just drove a stake right through the heart of my, my druggy use. Appropriate Dracula terminology. Thank you. Um, so, anyway, so I had not really connected with the film as mm-hmm. much the first time. Mm-hmm. And then watching it the second time, Stone Cold Sober, except for all of the wine that was in my system, I was like, this right. is a Sober really, except for alcohol. Right. Mm-hmm. This is a really, really trippy movie. And my fiance, who was also drinking wine, mm-hmm. but also possibly some other things, mm-hmm. um, Drugs. Was confirming he was drinking all the drugs. He was drinking um, those drugs. Was it's also like, confirming that this is a bloop, very tricky okay, movie. Bloop. But it's really good. And it's one of my it's one of those movies that's in my library now of like favorite movies that I don't want to watch like all the time, but yeah. maybe every five years or so I'll revisit mm-hmm. and would definitely recommend to people. Anthony Hopkins is in that also. He is. Yes, it's Van Helsing. Mm-hmm. Does what a great a, job. What a great weird cast in that movie. Mm-hmm. I love it because of Keanu Reeves' attempt at a British accent. Which he learned very quickly, because right after that, have you seen him in um, Emma Thompson and Kenneth Branagh's version of Much Ado About Nothing? A long time ago. That's a fantastic movie. Okay. Kate Beckinsale, one of her very first Yes, and movies. Denzel Washington. And Denzel Washington yes. plays mm-hmm. the Duke. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael uh, Keaton. Keaton, yes. He's the, the, fool, the fool character. Mm-hmm. I forget the name, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Keanu Reeves does not even attempt while he's quoting Shakespeare to do a British accent. He's not, I don't think Or maybe he was, and I just didn't Maybe he was. I think he tried, and they're just like, "Mm, it's okay. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I I remember thinking- his strong point. No, and I thought as a kid, like, because I I saw Much Ado About Nothing first Mm -hmm. when I was a kid, and that is one of my favorite movies. Before Dracula. Yes, way before Mm -hmm. Dracula. Before Mm -hmm. the drugs, before the Dracula. Before Before drugs and Dracula. Before that Dracula lifestyle (laughs) took over. Dracula! (laughs) (laughs) I just picture like a surfer dude. You made it sound like um, With like little pointy fangs and a pop round, you're like, Dracula! You make it sound like the old like 90s action figure uh, commercials, like for like the Batman. Oh, I love those. Totally Dracula! Yes. Um, Can we make our own commercial for nothing? (laughs) We should make it for our show. Okay. Well, that would make more sense. Also, can we have action figures? Yes, I demand action figures. I don't want some dumb bobblehead. I want to be an action figure. Yeah, I want to have like movable arms. Mm-hmm. But not like the I don't know why it's in motion. Nobody can see this. Podcasts are not a visual medium. I have to remember that. It was good for my benefit, though, to know that in, <laughs> in reality, you do have movable arms. So it would be a very lifelike model of you for your yes. action figure to also have movable arms. Yes, my arms can move. I have not just been drinking like a really long silly straw this that whole time. Fun, oh, we should get silly straws next time. We should. Okay. We'll have to have that for the appropriate celebrity though. Yes. Yeah, I'll have to really think about that and mm-hmm. really plan that really well. I'm a little disappointed that you didn't have like silly straw with Mickey Mouse ears for 
Francis Ford Coppola, though, since he directed the... Captain EO? Yeah. Starring Michael Jackson? <laughs> it, Starring Michael Jackson, yes. He, I believe he was Captain EO? I don't what know. What era of Michael Jackson was this? This was 80s, like, like 86 Michael Jackson. So I think right around Thriller time, maybe like right before. I don't remember what year Thriller came out. I think Thriller is late 80s. I feel like it was either 85 Mid. or 86. Well, this was like right. The, Captain EO was 1986. So it's definitely like the height of. It was like, the height. Oh, I just really I told you. It's this very wine is great wine. for burping. So if you have a baby and you can't get it to burp, <laughs> just give them the rosé and they'll be. It's fine. Just know. dip the pacifier in. Oh, no. I was going to say just put it in the bottle. Oh, that works too. Your baby, your choice. <laughs> your bottle, your baby. Your baby bottle. Right? That makes That's sense. That's the new tagline for the rosé. It's concise. It's clever. It's catchy. Give alcohol to your baby. Actually, just drink it while your baby's in utero. Good to go. Hey, it rhymes. That's true. So my sister, um, my little niece just turned a year. Oh my gosh. I know. That's fast. It's gone by so quickly. Yeah. But... Um, back when she was nursing, when the baby was like really small, mm-hmm. she, her Did favorite, it? well, her favorite thing to do she was should've. to go out with her friends to like whatever local pub mm-hmm. and have a glass of wine or a beer while she was nursing the baby. And then just like, look at all the dumbfounded faces around her because she knows like, she's not a dummy. She's like, no, it, it's not an instant tap. It takes several hours. <laughs> the mouth doesn't go straight to the boob. That's what I learned from talking to my sister. Okay. Yeah. I'm not an expert on female anatomy, which is why I like to dissect them. Vivisect. (laughs) 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 So there is any confusion about Topher and his preferences. It's wrapped up. Um, Fiance. I said I did not give. I probably did give a gender at some point. I think it's okay. It's all right. No judgment here. So your sister liked to fuck with people. Yes. But and I would do that too. And people who like, thought like it was like mouth to tit, like straight on tap. Wouldn't you do that though if you had a baby? <gasps> what if boobs have like little like taps like on like beers at bars? And, like like you, you could just. Like just pour the handle and be like. Shh. Would you get to fill the tap, like fill the boob with whatever you want? Of like course. if I want a watermelon rum slushy, I could yes. fill why, why would you not get to choose what you fill it with? Your boob, your choice. You right? make a really good point, though, because people are putting silicone bags in their boobs. Why can't why, they be full of delicious alcohol. something else? Exactly. <laughs> or oh, gravy. Wouldn't it be fun to just like... Oh, no, not ooh. gravy. Oh, no. <laughs> or think if you were like, okay... You'd be hit at Thanksgiving, though. You're... you're <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you're cooking. You want some gravy on those taters? You're cooking. It's time to baste the chicken. And boob tap. Just boob tap. Yeah. I mean, what as long as you don't mix up what's in the taps, because that could be a nasty surprise. One has to always be alcohol, I feel like. Yes. Maybe the other breast milk. I don't know. I don't and have children. And you know how, like, sometimes, not my problem. sometimes women who have boob jobs, you know, the, the silicone bag breaks and then oh, it causes yeah. a massive infection. Does yeah. it cause a massive infection? You just get really drunk. Massive really happiness. <laughs> Like, oh no, my rum bag broke. Oh, I'm drunk now. What's the problem? Sorry, officer. <laughs> my my boob rum bag broke. That would be sad to have like one really deflated boob and you get drunk very fast and probably painful. I'm sure it would hurt. But I feel like it would be fast acting enough. You probably wouldn't care about the lopsidedness or the pain. 
That's pretty true. quickly, right? Those are the doctors looking out for you. And you couldn't possibly die. No. It'd be a, just... doctor, a doctor wouldn't put it in your breast if it can make you die. That's true. True. Doctors approve. Booze jobs. Booze, Booze jobs. Boobs. <laughs> Mine's better. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, fine. Oh my God. Rachel, what's happening with your tits right now? They look bigger than usual. They're full of tequila. I got a booze job. (laughs) (laughs) Can they be your sponsor? Yes. Will somebody please invent booze jobs, make a shit ton of money, and then give us money? Yes. Those are the steps. Step one, invent it. Step two, get rich. Step three, give us your money. Step four, we are happy. You know who's a chic forward thinker? Who? Sophia Coppola. (gasps) I don't think she would endorse this, though. What if we were putting her wine in people's boobs? Then she might. She'd have to, because we're already doing it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's call her after this. <laughs> hey, Soph. Soph. Guess what, Soph? I'm going to put your rosé in my boobs. Are you in or not? And my rosé in your boobs. She's like, who are you? How did you get my number? Don't call me again. Click. You're a sick fuck. No, she might be interested. I feel like she might be intrigued. Might be a commentary on women and commodifying them mm. and how the public consumes women. I like the and idea. And then discards them. I like the idea of monetizing extremely problematic and dangerous performance art for our own financial benefit. Oh, yeah, let's be performance artists. We'll just call it performance art. I think we should be yeah. performance art directors and then the other people are they take on all the risks yeah okay but we that get all the credit right. yeah obviously well, well obviously. the good credit yeah the good credit not the bad not, not the bad when credit. people die from alcohol poisoning because they're boo bag well that sounds like boob bag she shouldn't have been so rough on her boobs yeah you gotta be delicate with them that's right mm-hmm. <laughs> all right so this has gone in interesting places. It has. I am almost to the end of mine. I feel like Me we too. should get ready to deliver so, our products. Okay, so what are you tasting now? Because you mentioned um, Pinot Noir. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sir, sir, syrup? It's Maple so syrup? <laughs> Syrah. Yes, Syrah, as I was saying. And Grenache. And Grenache. Mm-hmm. Why are you trying jump in with me, Topher. I just wanted to make sure that you felt like you were in a safe place to not have the answer. Okay, thanks for helping, because I did not have the answer. <laughs> Thank y'all. <laughs> Thank y'all. Um, Alright, so, I'm are getting... we tasting them? Are we tasting strawberry? Has strawberry moved up from the third row of the Lexus SUV? Um, strawberry, I think, yeah, strawberry has moved up at this point. Yeah, it's not It tastes as, like I'm actually it's literally not, into it. It's not tart anymore. Yeah. Looks like a very subtle tart. So did the like the cool mom just like kick raspberry out of the car on the side of the Pacific Coast Highway? I think she did, which seems, I mean, raspberry is not necessarily a stripper name. So it seems. Oh, raspberry is so a stripper name. Wow. Okay. So you're just as judgy as mom is. No, if I were going to be a stripper, I would definitely call myself raspberry. Really? Would you be blue raspberry or red raspberry? I'd be raspberry swirl in honor of Tori Amos. There we go. I love it. Yeah. If I had been born a girl, my, my parents were going to name me Amber Christine. And not that call is me, a stripper name. And not call me Amber. Call me Amber Christine. 
It's like they wanted like a double name. Yes, they wanted me to become an Alabama trashy stripper, and I wasn't even born in Alabama. No, but your parents were all about that life. They were apparently. <laughs> but then the other option was that your cult was the cult all stripper name based. <laughs> um, no, actually, it was it was just me. I was the one off. Okay. Yeah, I think they knew that I was going to end up being promiscuous someday. Yeah, no, may as well. May as well. May as well. Yeah. All right, so more strawberry. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, also, like, a little bit of greenness, like some herb. What herb? <laughs> that was felt very accusatory right there. <laughs> um, you said it. Now name it. What herb? I would say, like, thyme. Oh, interesting. Okay. Like, there's a little bit of a savory herb coming through, hmm. which I, I find nice. Also, maybe a little bit of, like, hmm. not jalapeno spicy, but the have you had, like, jalapeno that's fruity tasting like mm-hmm. a green pepper fruit just green pepper no it's specifically jalapeno i'm the wine expert rachel i'm gonna okay. i don't talk to you about your commercials and you don't talk to me about my wine <laughs> no i have not tasted what you're describing okay well then you i'm sorry my it. palate is lacking. <laughs> you should probably eat a vegetable every now and then is all i'm saying i probably should that's probably good advice for everybody out there. <laughs> hey, just eat a vegetable. And this program is brought to you by the letter Vegetables. vegetable. Brought to you by the letter vegetable. Um, yeah, that's all I got really on the tasting for this. I, I have to say I like this. I am thoroughly enjoying it. I would say we cannot find it guilty of a felony. Nope. Oh, we no. certainly can't find it guilty of a misdemeanor. Uh-uh. I'm going to let it off with a warning just okay. this once. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Fair enough. I, I, you know what? I like it. I'm on its side. Yeah. I sympathize with it. Yeah. I'm glad that we kind of gave me a little this. wink during oh. the trial. It's like, hey, hey, you. And I was like, ooh, you can't be guilty because you winked at me. Well, it sounds very much like you're not taking this process seriously. And I am not. <laughs> <laughs> not at this point in the bottle, which is empty. All right. Now. Well, listen, Francis Ford Coppola and by Sophia. proxy, Sophia. That is your name. It is. That is her name. It is. <laughs> well, I don't know why I brought that up. No, I doubt it. That's truly her name. Anyway, we're going to let you get away with it this time. This time. Yeah. Unless you send us more yeah. wine. We will review the next vintage mm-hmm. and... We're going to get back to you about that. Yeah. So this has been True Crimes Against Wine. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Bye.